Fam MMA Clan, Dino Sunny here, <clears throat> aka Cabeza, the big head abandoned, the kid with the tremendous head, you already know, although it doesn't look that tremendous right now. <laughs> my dad used to tell me it would take a B three days to fly around my head. Needless to say, the head jokes were a thing in my house. But, um,. Uh, it's all good. It's a big, beautiful head. A lot to talk about, man. This is episode World MMA Factory Podcast, episode number 59. What a weekend of fights. I don't... Jesus. Well, the best co-main event and main event ever. The best two fights I've ever seen. It was just, just amazing. And the co-main event, Gaslam and then Israel just crushed it. It's just so much to talk about. I'm so excited. We are brought to you by uh, Jimmy Ziava. CBD Espresso, CBD Infused Espresso. Go to 420fitness.jimmysyava.com for your discounted CBD Infused Espresso coffee, cold brew, espresso, ready in a bottle. It's amazing stuff. Top notch. Also, Inferno Nutrition, infernonutrition.com. Get your recovery and combat recovery and combat fuel formulas. You already know. So, this past weekend, this past, this past weekend, this Saturday we had, this past Saturday we had UFC 236, Holloway versus Poirier, and Kevin Gaston versus Israel Adesanya. Boy, did they, they did not disappoint. So, as I always do, I'm going to start with the main event. Uh, but I, honestly, the Israel Adesanya fight and Kevin Gaston fight could have been the main event. and they, That was a main event to a lot of people. But the, nothing to take away from Max and Dustin. That was a crazy fight. The killers and, you know... Just both fights were amazing. What did we learn about the Max Holloway Dustin Poirier fight? So, Max Holloway is probably not going to stay at 155. Who knows? Maybe he will. This was just one fight. Maybe he'll do better. Maybe he'll get better. This Max Holloway just gets better and better. But just judging off of the Poirier fight, it's, it's um, you know, the power wasn't there. You know, Max Holloway did work too with tag, with touch Dustin Poirier, touch him, touch him, touch him, touch him. And 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 but it wasn't it wasn't that kind of smashing effect. When Dustin Poirier hit Holloway, you saw it. It moved Holloway. It moved Holloway's head. Uh Holloway did not move Dustin Poirier's head. He he got him a couple of times for just by touching him, touching him, touching him, but he did not have the power to put him away. And which is crazy because all of us thought that Holloway's big. He is big. And we all thought that 155 would, would be perfect for him. He'd be a what big 155. But to tell you the truth, what I took away from it the most is when I saw Holloway in that cage, he is not a big 155. He's a small 155. I mean, Poirier looked way bigger than him, way thicker, way bigger and everything than him. And then everything Poirier threw showed that he was bigger and stronger than him. I mean, whatever, and, and Poirier is known for his power. Poirier, you know, I was listening to the Rogan podcast. He had uh, Jorge Mazidal, uh, a, a two-piece, three-piece and a, and a soda, or two-piece and a soda. But, uh, and Jorge Mazidal is a legend, man. I love this guy. I'm a huge fan. Uh, he said that, that Poirier is, like, known for leaving bodies in the gym. He's one of those guys that knocks out dudes. He's got that kind of power. And and uh, and you see it, you know, and kudos to Max Holloway, man. Boy, he could take it. This man could take a punch. He got beat up, hit hard, so bad, so many times, and just kept coming back. It was an amazing fight. And Holloway looked good, too. He he got Dustin a bunch of times as that, but it's just everything Dustin do, did looked way more violent and way more effective. Dustin hits him. Dustin hits Max. Max, it moves Max. Max hits Dustin. 
it was just something in his face. And, you know, you got to hit him 20 times to get him dazed off that. So, I don't know. I don't know if Holloway is, if 155 is the answer for him. I think he goes back to 145 and just crushes, doesn't lose. But I think for at 155, he is, he's small. You know, we all thought he's a big dude and everything. But, man, boy, excuse me, that size difference in the cage and in the power was, was evident the whole fight. What an exciting matchup. Congratulations to Dustin, man. This kid, this guy has been doing it for a minute. I remember watching this documentary about being a fighter or something before he even got into the UFC. And and then uh and then uh you know, had had I wouldn't say ups and downs, he's had mostly ups. He's only lost like three fights or something like that. Like he's always been doing good, but just he would get close and then something would happen, you know, the put the the you know, Conor McGregor or whatever and then a couple other fights, but like He's a, he's a, he's been a winner in the UFC the whole the whole time, and and now he's a champ, interim champ. Yeah, Khabib's a real champ, but but Dustin's a real champ too. That's the interim champ. He's the number one guy, and he's getting Khabib next. And boy, what a tall order that is. We'll talk about that as we get closer to that. But uh, I don't know, man. At this point, I think the only guy at 155 that that, that the best fitted suited guy to fight Khabib at 155 is Justin Gaethje. I think Justin Gaethje's wrestling. He was an all-American wrestler, and his his ability to fight the wrestling might might be able to hold off Khabib, and then his ability to take a take a punch and his power and his punches, you know, he might be able to get it done. I think he might have the answer for Khabib, or might give Khabib a, a good fight. But we don't know, you know. So does Ally Quinta's tough, good wrestling, good this, good that, and 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 Khabib, you know, put it to him too. So we don't know. But anyway, sorry, I got off topic. That's the poor he's got his hands full with Khabib, but. He could do it. He could catch him. If anybody can, he can, of course. Uh, he What a great fight. Congrats to Max Holloway. Congrats to Dustin Poirier on becoming the interim champ. Holloway, you, guys, you still got your title. You go back down. Do your thing. I was wrong on this. I thought Max Holloway was going to take it. I did not realize how small he is for 155. I had no idea. Very, very small for 155. And... Uh, and the, the power's not there. The punching power is, is just not there. So, you know, Dustin said, the only, you know, he, he did feel that, that Max Howard had strong hips and stuff like that, but but uh, he's been the name of stronger guys, obviously. So I think Max Howard goes out to 145 and continues doing work. 155 is a tall order, man. You know, I think, you know, if Khabib got a hold of him, he'd be able to hold him down the whole time. So, sick fight though. Max Howie's one of my favorite fighters in this world. I'm so happy Dustin Poirier got his opportunity and, and, and took advantage of it and did work. And he's finally a champ. Congratulations to both guys, both guys. Thank you for entertaining us. Co-main event. Jesus. Israel at the sign against Kevin Gaslam. Last week in my predictions, I said I picked Kevin Gaslam because I have not seen Israel get tested. I have not seen Israel against a serious opponent. The best guy he fought was a weathered Anderson Silva, and that wasn't even much of a fight. It was a much, it was an amazing fight for me because I saw the intricacies and I saw the little moves and the little movements, the little setups. I saw everything because I I, I love that. And I'm, I fight like that, but it, it was lackluster, you know, for for the most part, and and. So I I I didn't want I wasn't gonna jump on that train. I wasn't gonna do it. I didn't think I I needed to see more. And I love Israel. I'm so happy he won. 
and and I'm so happy for him for Nigeria for for everything. But I needed to see more. He hasn't been. Te- he wasn't testing anything. I need to see what he would do. And Kevin Gaslin tested the crap out of him. Put him down right away in the beginning. Then gets him with a head kick. You know, Israel came back. I think he got dropped twice or three times or something like that. Def- once with a sick head kick that he came back from. I think he, he got dropped right away in the beginning. I know he did, and because uh, I watched it, but uh, he overcame some adversity that fight. Israel showed me that he is the 185 champ. He is he's the 185 champ. Everything he said, I believe. I needed to see something. I needed to see something, and I saw more than something. Kevin Gaslam is a killer. He's being wide. He's being so many dudes. That's why he is in the position he is in fighting for the title. Kevin Gaslam put it to him. Kevin, Ga- Kevin Gaslam put it to him and tried to wrestle him and everything. And this guy, Israel, t- gets him in a triangle, tr- attempts a guillotine, like attempting submissions, fights off takes down, takedowns. When he does get taken down, he's not on the ground for that long, gets up, ends up putting it to Gaslam in the fifth round, which won him the fight, and which possibly could have been stopped. If, if it was a stop, it, it got to the point where he was in them so much that if a ref stopped, honestly, I wouldn't have complained. You know, I would, I'm happy he didn't, but I, I wouldn't have said, oh, man, that's bullshit or this or that. It was, I would have been like, all right, that's legit. But uh, put it to him. Put it to Kevin Gaslam in that fifth round, man. Israel is the truth. The truth. The truth. And Kevin Gaslam's hands are sick. The speed and everything. Uh, Kevin Gaslam is a killer, man. He's, I mean, his boxing is on point. He's so much smaller than Israel Adesanya. It was crazy. And he still got in there and did work. I think the body kicks of Israel ended up catching up. Gaslam got tired, weathered. Then he got, da- then he got dazed. And, and uh, much respect to Gaslam, man. I think, I think the fight was so good that... that it's worthy of a rematch, and even in the rematch, you don't know anybody could win. Uh, Israel Adesanya showed who he is, even in the middle of it, I think like his last round. I think he was saying something to him. This is a Nigerian in his native tongue, somewhere along the lines like this is it. Prepare to die in there. Like he amped himself up, and he showed up that fifth round. He showed up in the championship rounds. He showed up that fifth round and put a ton, and pretty much ended the fight. Israel is the truth. The UFC has two Nigerian. Two African champs, Nigerians, two Nigerians, both phenomenal in their own ways, both flashy in style and talking, intelligent, both sellable. I love it. Israel Adesanya is the truth. I'm a big fan. And however, all this drama between him and John Jones, I don't know about that. Chewed off a little too much, but that's why he is who he is. That's why he's the champ right now, and he's gonna be fighting with it. Can possibly be the champ, you know, the of, of the actual champ. Uh, Israel is the truth. I love Israel. I believe in Israel. I'm a happy Israel one. I picked Kevin Gaston just be strictly off of. I haven't seen Israel get tested. I haven't seen him get put through anything. Best guy he fought in the UFC has been Anderson, and and uh, he showed that that he is where he is because. He is who he is. He's a killer. He's a killer. And he could take a punch. And he could come back. He never loses confidence. He never loses the fight. His heart is tremendous. Nigeria, let's go. Nigeria, let's go. Nigeria, let's go.
We need to send people over there. There's warriors over there. We need to get more guys from over there. I guarantee you there's kids over there. Like Usman said, if you take the soccer ball away from them, put on some gloves, you're going to have future champs after champ. Let's go, Nigeria. I'm so happy for these guys, man. And Alhamdulillah, inshallah, we have more champs from there. I'm a big fan of the country. I'm a big fan of the people. And, and it's amazing. And although I picked against Israel Adesanya, not because I don't like him, because I love him. I picked against him because I did not think he, 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 I never saw him weather any storms or anything. And I didn't think he was going to be able to deal with Gaslam's wrestling or any of that. He dealt with all of that plus some. And he gave it back to him. The champ. I appreciate him. But don't go calling out John Jones. I don't know, man. That's tough. That's tough. Although I would love to see that fight, but can't pick against John Jones. That was a sick fight. Fight of the year, 100%. Next, Eric Anders against Khalil Roundtree. I picked Eric Anders for this fight because I judged Khalil Roundtree off of his last fight. I had no idea that Khalil Roundtree moved to Thailand and came back as Tunk Po. This man looked sick. He had that sick Thai style, you know, moving forward. The his switch inside leg kick was just a, a sick. So much power and so fast for a man his size. This is a 205er. And he did that switch inside low leg kick so sick. He's just on point, man. Where he did, The place he went through the train in Thailand got his game on point and his showed. His tie style was phenomenal. This guy's a killer and he could put it to, to you. Uh, I think that loss against Johnny Walker, that's, that tie style uh, over the over the, over the the arms, over the head, uh, elbow that knocked him out, got in his head. And he went to Thailand and touched up his game because he is looking serious. Eric Anders is always a warrior. He's a beast, man. This guy's been only doing it for a while. He's a football player. This guy's a killer. He's a beast. But uh, Khalil, Khalil came as, as freaking Bukau and did work. Congratulations, Khalil. Dwight Grant beats Alan Joban in the decision. Uh, I think I picked Dwight Grant on that one. Uh, Nikita Krylov beats OSP and with a submission. So... He he loses to OSP with a submission, I think, and then avenges it with a submission. Uh, I picked OSP on this one, and I was wrong. Great job, uh, Nikita Krilov, sick name. Prelims, we had Jalen Turner against Matt Ferrola. Matt Ferrola won a decision. I was wrong on that one. I was wrong on this one, too. Wilson Reyes got knocked the F out by Alexander Pantoja. Max Griffin beat Zalim Imadev. It was a sick fight, though. These, there was a lot of drama in there. But Max Griffin did the damn thing. I thought it could have gone, gone either, either way, but Max Griffin looked good. He did his thing. He got a little tired from the wrestling, I guess, but he looked good. Great fight, man. Great fights. This was a sick card. Sick card. Curtis Millender lost to Bilal Muhammad. The decision, I am sorry, my brother Bilal, that I picked against you. I do not know why I picked against you. I thought Curtis Billinder is an up and coming killer, but Bilal is, is is a beast too. And I don't know, I, I just didn't think he was gonna be able to do it, but he did. And he won a he won a decision. I don't know if it was unanimous, but uh he did good, man. Uh and uh yeah, that's it. Sick card, sick card, excellent card. Brandon Davis won, I picked him, he beat Acosta. Round two, submission. Brandon Davis is a killer. This man cut to one thirty five. He, he he weighed in at one sixty something. It's crazy. Don't even ask me. I'm talking about Brandon Davis. He cuts so much weight. He's so big for 135. 
exciting card, man. What a sick card. The best co-main event, the main event that I've ever watched. What a sick look for ESPN and the UFC. Now, you know, it was ordering the, the fight was a little bit difficult and it took, it took jumping through some hurdles, but finally got to it. But uh, I was happy to find out that it wasn't me on my internet or any of it, that, that it was going on to a lot of people. A lot of people were not able to order and had some issues uh, because this new platform with ESPN and everything. But I'm sure it's all going to get touched up. It's all going to be lovely. Thank you, ESPN. Thank you, UFC. Thank you, fighters, most importantly. What a card. Appreciate you all. This weekend, Saturday, April 20th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So this one's coming to you from Russia. We got Overeem against Olyanik. Olyanik is the sick dude. He does that 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 choke uh, from he'll 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 uh, he'll choke you from the bottom. I forgot what it's called, uh, but he chokes you. You know, you could be in his garden. He chokes you from from the bottom. You could you could be you could mount him and he chokes you. It's crazy. Uh, he's fighting Arsenal Overeem. Uh, this is gonna be a good fight. Who do I have on this one? I'm gonna have to go with uh, Alexei Olenek. I hate picking against Overeem. I'm, I'm, uh, I love Overeem. I think Overeem's a, a a killer man. But uh, I'm going with Alexei Olenek. I think I don't know. I just think he's a he'll. I don't know why I'm picking against Overeem. I'm going with Alexei. Some sort of finish, maybe submission or KO. I'm going with Alexei. I'm sticking to it. I just got a feeling. I don't want to pick against Wolverine, but I just got a feeling. Co-main event is Islam Makhachev against Arman Sarukian. I got Islam via decision. Then we got Sergei Pavlovich against Marcelo Gom. I got Sergei Pavlovich via KO. It's going to be exciting for the heavyweight division. Then we got Ivan Shitkov against Devin Clark. I got e, uh, light heavyweight. I got Ivan Shlikov, KO. Then we got Roxana Modaferi against Antonina Shevchenko. Shevchenko's younger, beautiful sister. I got Antonina Shevchenko. She is gorgeous. And I'm not only picking her because of that, but that definitely helps. Then we got Christoph Jacko against Alan Amadovsky. Uh, I don't want to pick against Christoph Jacko. He's a killer. I love him. I appreciate him. But I got Alan Amadovsky. I don't know. Who he is, but that name is sick, and I think he's going to win. Uh, let's see what's going on on the prelims. Prelims is Mofsad Elov against Sheng Wu Choi. Then we got Sultan Aliyev against Kieta Nakamura. Whoa. I got Sultan Aliyev. Then we got Alexander Yakovlev against Alex De Silva. I got Alex De Silva. They got Marcin Tabora against Shamil. Abdurakimov, I got Shamil. No, I got Marcin Tabora. Decision. And then we got a couple of dudes I'm not familiar with, so I won't make predictions on this. But uh, it should be a fun card, man. We're going to see a lot of new Russians. And, and, and uh, we're going to find out a lot about the, the future talent that's coming from Russia and the top contenders. That, that, that could be in the near future. Uh, sorry, guys. A lot, a lot of talent. We're going to learn a lot. Who, what, when, where, I don't know. But a lot of these Russians are going to be, could be future champs, man. And uh, I'm excited for it. So it's good. Good stuff. 
I'm sorry, I'm just stuck here looking at a six foot six featherweight kickboxer, Salio Nucleus and more. This guy's six foot six, uh, and he's a featherweight. That's crazy. He looks so skinny. Uh, but yeah, that's it. A lot of stuff going on. We're gonna go to over over to uh, MMAfighting.com soon for some current news and media published by SP Nation. That's where I get all my information from. Love you guys. Thank you for for what you do for the MMA for us for us fans. Uh, it's uh, it was a good weekend of fights. This weekend should be good, especially for the enthusiasts, because it's gonna be a lot of Russians that we don't know about that we're gonna learn about, and and uh, you know, MMA is a gift that keeps on count, that keeps on giving. So. A lot more fights to come, so exciting stuff, man. All right, let's see what's going on in current news. UFC's Dan Ige explains how he mistakenly gave blood sample to someone not with USADA. Ooh, damn. So why would he do that? That's crazy. Well, he made a mistake, so, well, I mean, of course he wouldn't do it on purpose, but this whole USADA thing, they show up, this, that, they don't even, you don't even know if they, if they are USADA, or they could be anybody, it could be somebody random, and, and, uh, 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 and, uh, it's, you know, it's crazy, crazy to give your blood to somebody you don't even know, and, and you just have to trust that, that they are who they they are, and then you're wrong, and then it's like, oh, fuck, I got screwed. But uh, how do you do it? Oh, let me see, let's see. What do you say? I'm used to that. What do you say? I'm used to that. I said, they usually show up, take my urine, or take my blood, so I'm just kind of going through with it. So the woman took Aji's blood, several vials of it, he said. Aji said he started to get suspicious when after she was done, he asked her about filing out some forms, which is normal procedure with decided. I was like, all right. Are we going to do some paperwork? I said, because normally Usada will come and do everything on the iPad. My declaration of whatever supplement I'm taking. She was like, oh, no paperwork. Everything is digital. I thought maybe she knew something. Before the woman left, I said she asked him his last name. Then his first neither seen match with him. Wow. So the, this woman was taking blood. For somebody else, for, for medical reasons, for some guy named John, and she went to the wrong house, ended up in the UFC fighter's house, and took his blood. And he thought uh, Dan Ig thought it was it was a USADA person. That's a crazy mess up. That might be a sign for USADA to change their ways a little bit, man, because you know they should have some, some sort of better identification than that. Just looking at the six foot six featherweights, nuts. He's six foot six featherweights, crazy. Well, that's funny. That's a funny Usada story. Maybe Usada changes their ways. Anderson Silva criticizes former coach for attacking ex student in Brazil. Well, let's see what happened here. I am gonna play this video real quick. Bear with me. So there's a guy walking right now. I think this is a student. He's got a white shirt on. And he's walking around. What the fuck? Wow, so the coach tells the student to come over 
And the shooter comes over and he just starts sucker punching him. Oh, now he's got him in the guillotine. Now he's choking him. Wow, this coach is a scumbag. Guy gets out of the guillotine. He looks like he's about to fuck up the coach right now. Hopefully they'll let him. The grappling. The grappling right now. The coach has got, he's in the coach's guard. The coach literally pulls him over to the side and starts sucker punching him. Now there's a woman coming trying to like stop the fight and some other guy's telling him to walk away. The coach literally called the fighter over and suckered him and still couldn't do any work, and the fighter ends up on top. What happened here? The coach is full of blood. What a bum. On his social media, Ashadi, who still had his white shirt covered in Toledo's blood, posted a video explaining why he attacked him. And fuck you, fuck you, Ashadi shouted. I'm reading this off of MMAfighting.com, published by FC, F F FB Nation. Uh, who wrote this article? I just want to make sure that that by Guillermo Cruz. Thank you so much, Guillermo, about for what you do and all everything you do, you, all the information and everything you give to us. So Guillermo said uh, that that Ashadi put this out. Uh, Ashadi, the coach said Ashadi shouted in the video that is not private. Am I wrong? Come get it. Come get it if you think I'm wrong. This guy must respect me. I have a history not only in fighting but in life. Fuck you. I've lost my head, but shit, we need to go back to the samurai era. era. You have to honor your master, your professor. You have to honor yourself. You have to wear the same shirt forever. Listen to your master and professor. Attacked by a Muay Thai coach, Tenedero, who lives next to the Ashadi gym, went to police later that day to press charges against the Muay Thai coach. Gardner Adowski Jr., Tenedero's lawyer, released a statement. Ooh, I would have fucked this coach up. Excuse me for cursing, but I would have fucked this coach up. That guy's, that guy's, uh, uh, that fighter. What the f press charges? You should go fuck this man up. He weaseled you into a, into a, into a alley and then just starts sucker punching you. Didn't even, didn't even square up with you and say, let's fight. He just started, he just started, he pulled him over and started, you want to respect the master, the samurai era, this, that, and don't set him up? He's a bum. He's a bum. He's a bum. I'm I'm happy that uh that uh, Anderson Silva criticized him for uh for for that. I wonder what Anderson Silva said. I don't know what Anderson Silva said, but oh, I think each person's had its own views of Anderson Silva said. I'm from a time where you respect your coach, the coach respects the student. I never had any problems with any of my coaches. I've always respected them. I have Rogerio Camaro's mustache uh, to get where I want. That's a nice little fact. It's sad because when you're you're titled a master, you have to give the example no matter if your student leaves the gym or not. And if he continues or not, he says to follow your own. Wow. Wow, this coach is a scumbag. And he suck. He couldn't even beat him up legitimately. He sucked him. He didn't even call him out like a samurai. He's talking about samurai code. He didn't even call him out like a samurai. He called him over and then just starts hitting on him. The guy, the guy didn't even expect to get hit. Uh, sucker.
if I was him, if I was the other kid, I wouldn't have pressed charges. I would have went after him and beat the shit out of him. Okay, what else is going on? Not the news. Not all the same stuff. Nothing crazy. John Gotti versus Devin Mosley set for SES. CES 56. John Gotti doing the damn thing still. When is this guy going to get into the UFC? Let's see what's going on with this dude. John Gotti the third showing rolling into the Connecticut Classic Container Sports. Blah, blah, blah. What's his record? He knocked out, knocking out Josh Zuckerman in 28 seconds. Pro debut, pro bouts have taken place under the CSA banner, mostly known as the Silverback. Is is three and two as a pro. His last outing took place on June 7, 2013, at Glory Fights show where he lost to Ella Ramos by first round K TKO. Oh, well, okay. I thought I thought he was undefeated. He's still good though. He's a killer. But uh, you know, he's got that guy's name, so they talk about him. Yeah, man, that's crazy that coach beating up that dude. I can't get over that. I, I, if I was that guy, I wouldn't have press charge. I would have beat the shit out of the coach. I would have went back and called him out legitimately like a samurai and fought him, not sucking him. But what are you going to do? Uh, that's it, guys. You know, there's always something going on, news, this, that, USADA, blah, blah, blah. But uh, we're going to keep it short this week. I gave you my recap, my predictions, a little bit of news. Uh, make sure you watch the fights this weekend, especially if you're an enthusiast. We'll get to learn about the Russian, learn a lot about the future of the Russian fighters, and and so on. Catch you guys next week for episode number sixty. Appreciate you all for listening. As always, we are brought to you by uh, CBD infused cold brew espresso by Jimmy's Yava. You can go to four twenty fitness to get yours at a discounted rate. Also brought to you by Inferno Nutrition. Go to InfernoNutrition.com to get your combat recovery and combat fuel formulas. Thank you so much for listening. As always, be your gosh children equal under one roof. Do not allow politics and media to deter you from how God wants us to treat each other in love.